If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. All right, we're in the uh, inaugural Free Indeed Podcast. The first one. The first one. Number one, number uno, numero uno. Uno, numero uno. Easy for you to say. That's right. Yeah. We're pretty excited to have this podcast finally going, and uh, we thought we'd start our main message. How many years has it been, man? How many years? Like, this is the moment that culminates how much time? For the podcast or this yeah. whole thing of the, free and vision for podcast? Um, I'd probably call it 15, 16 months at this point. Nice. So I'm sorry. I just completely hijacked your intro. My yeah, bad. yeah. You pretty much did. Sorry about that. So for everybody listening, the, the first thing that happened was Kirk said, not yet. And then a couple of weeks ago, he said, now it's time. That's how it went. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how it went. I, mean, I was ready to pull the trigger mm-hmm. 15 months ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so here's our first podcast of uh, a free indeed. Uh, what is free indeed? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. You've maybe heard the trailer that we put out. Um, and now this, uh, the format is going to be mostly me, Mike Hansen. I'm going to be hosting. Uh, Kirk is the main feature of Free Indeed, uh, and uh, I'll be asking him a question at the beginning of each of our podcast episodes, and then we're going to spend time unpacking it, and we don't know where it will go. We don't know how long it will take exactly, but it should take somewhere between 25 and 35 minutes, and we want to make sure this is something that you get a lot of value out of. The ministry and the work is called Free Indeed. And so the first episode, we're going to talk about freedom. And Kirk, are you ready for the first question? Nope. Okay, now I'm ready. Okay, you ready? Yeah. You see me counting down with my fingers? Sure. Okay. First question is, Kirk, what is freedom? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great question, man. You should do this. You should do a podcast. Thanks. so. That's a great question, man. Freedom. First of all, the free and free indeed is an acronym, F-R-E-E, with periods in between there, because... Buried in that, free is freedom reaching everyone everywhere. Because slavery anywhere is slavery everywhere. So the whole the whole notion is we're not done until everybody's free. We're not done until everyone's free, period. And so what is free or what is freedom? Freedom is a journey. Freedom is is uh it's a path. It, the finish line is not it, it's not perpendicular, it's it's parallel. Meaning when you're on this journey, you know, the journey ends when you're, when you're dead. And so in between there, you know, the, the, the freedom, the whole notion of freedom is walking that path out and quite honestly, just not quitting along that path. I mean, you know, it just the same way we won't quit until we, until we reach the end. The whole notion of freedom is not quitting until you reach the end, whatever that end is for you. And, and that end for somebody might be, you know, something totally different from somebody else. And so the whole notion of what is freedom, A, that's that's unique to each person, but B, that's it's common to everyone's experience. And three? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I was just going with the A, B, C, three. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't say one and then B, <laughs> but whatever. So there's, it sounds like there's a vision in there as well with that acronym of. Yeah, that is the vision. I mean, the you know that vision, mission. I don't know whatever you want to call it, but yeah, buried in that, it's like no, we we're at this thing until 
freedom is everywhere. I mean, and, and, and until freedom is everyone, and everyone is, at least if nothing else, on the battlefield of freedom, everyone is fighting for freedom in their life and in the world around us. I mean, we were created not to be slave or not to be trapped to anything. We're created to be free. And so if we're not free, then that's a problem. That's a problem with uh, with kind of the nature of who we are. And, and, and our creator, the, the, the plan for us, the plan for our lives. And so, yeah, I mean, in terms of, in terms of what that looks like, the vision buried in that, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, that whether or not we see that in our lifetime, I don't know, be great. Um, history indicates probably not because freedom or slavery can come in many different forms. So it, it's a battlefield with many fronts to it. But in any case, you know, that battlefield needs people fighting on all of those fronts. We happen to have a particular front that we fight. But what has freedom meant for you? Um, Was it just one choice? Was it a series of choices? Uh, Was it a turning point? Yeah. What what did it look like for you? And this is why I see freedom as almost a continuum in that, you know, I I don't, it can't be a, it can't be a finish line because when freedom ends with you, it begins with somebody else. And so personally, you know, for, for 30 of the first 40 years of my life, man, I was trapped. I was hooked on pornography and every derivative of it. And, uh, and even along that line, that was a continuum. So I, I just realized you must, even what I consider my slavery was a continuum. It wasn't the same all the time. It took on many different forms in terms of, in terms of uh, the medium in which that 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 you know that that bondage that trap kind of you know the the medium that it existed in my life, meaning um, you know pictures to VHS to DVD to dial-up internet to broadband internet to free broadband internet to wireless to Wi-Fi to cell phones. I mean, you name it. And now it's just part of our culture. And now you. You can't get away from it. Now it's just part of who and what we are. And so so for, yeah, 30 years, man, I, I knew it all too well. I knew it from the inside out. And, um, you know, and and so now even when I look at the whole notion of of, uh, of freedom and that being a, a journey, that being a process, that being a continuum, I recognize that that comes in different stages as well in your life. That comes in different in different forms as well. I mean, am I... You know, am I free? Meaning, have I just not acted out? Because I would submit that abstinence, you know, could be confused for freedom, and those are two totally different things. And so, you know, what that? But at the same time, not acting out is a very important milestone in the journey of freedom. And I think at some point, when you get there, when you when you arrive, you realize that you haven't finished the journey; you just begun. It's kind of like the the Jedi Knight Council kind of thing. I mean, you know, once you once you get to Jedi status, then you realize that that's just the beginning of the journey. Um, and so, so yeah, in terms of in terms of what that journey has been like, it's been just a, a, a series of milestones. And and now the milestones are it, it turned from defensive to offensive. It turned from it's not just about me. Now it's about everybody else. And I think when you get to a certain point, then you realize that everything happened not to you, but for you. And so everything happened for me so that I can either transfer wisdom or knowledge or information to somebody else or so that I could help somebody through my own experience. And so, again, I, even now, I consider 
I consider myself to be free from pornography, but I consider myself to be, you know, still hungry for the fight for somebody else. I mean, slavery exists somewhere else, so I'm not done. I haven't arrived. I don't sit back and say, okay, now I can just do me. No, now at some point, you know, I have to get into the battle and and start doing the work for somebody else. Um, Is is freedom free from temptation as well? Not even. I mean, Jesus was perfect and he was tempted. It says he tempted every way we were. So, I mean, Tim, you would never get away from temptation. I mean, I, I don't know that I don't know how it'd be possible to get away from temptation unless you just somehow separate yourself from the humanity of who you are. I mean, we're human and so we're driven to certain things. And part of the way that we're created is a physical being, that physical being being our body and our body wants certain things and our body communicates to us to drive to get to to get to those certain things, whether it's food or whether it's, you know, sex or whether it's affirmation or whether it's, you know, getting some kind of a need met or whatever. Um, so, you know, you, you can't ever get to the point of thinking that, man, I'm not, you know, I, I'm tempted still. I, I, I still want it. So therefore I'm not free from it. Those are two totally different things. Wanting something and doing it is not at all the same. If that's the case, I want to win the Powerball. <laughs> That'll make me a millionaire <laughs> just because I want it. No, I haven't. I don't have it because I want it. And so because you want something, it doesn't mean you, you know, somehow you've fallen short by, by having the desire for it. The key is when you're tempted, what do you do with that temptation? When you have that thought coming into your mind, do you hold on to it or do you let it go? You know, it, to a think and a thought are two totally different things. One of them's a verb, one of them's a noun. You know, when you think something, you just let it go. You let it come in. You let it go out. You let it just flow. A thought is, is something you hold on to, and and it's something you have. And that's when it becomes, you know, you begin to stew on it, and that's when it becomes something like uh, lust, or that's when it becomes something that is, you know, like Lord of the Rings, my precious kind of thing. But if you, you know, if you if you if you have a thought, you know, just you know, let it flow right in and flow right out and just, you know, okay, it is what it is. But then when you sit around, you know, stewing on something, that's something totally different. That's a whole different, whole different. Yeah. I remember uh, having a conversation with one of the guys who went through the class. Um, and, uh, I was having some, some pretty good freedom, uh, for, uh, for a time for me. I mean, in terms of, uh, not being there and having the better choices. And when I told him that, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm not tempted. He did a double take and kind of a double blink or whatever. And he's like thinking that I was mastering temptation or temptation mm. wasn't coming my way. I will say I, I've had seasons where temptation does not have nearly as much power, but mm-hmm. it always mm-hmm. comes back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for somebody to say that they've never been tempted, I, to me, I would, man, I would call that one. I would, I'm, I'm calling you on that one, man. Come on. Like, really? I mean, what are you, a eunuch? I mean, what are you just like not even human anymore? That's not even realistic. And I think if anybody says they're never tempted, they're never tempted, then, I mean, they're never tempted in any direction of something that they, you know, that they may not really want to have in their life, then they're just not being realistic. I, they're, they're, whoever that is, I would just have a hard time keeping a straight face in front of that person. I, I'd say, oh, man, I, I get tempted all day, every day. I mean, that's, you know, but at the same time, I don't, I don't allow my temptation to define my identity. 
And there's two totally different things. You can't let your temptation define who you are and what you are. Because then a lot of guys will get tempted and then they'll start kicking themselves for getting tempted. And that creates a guilt cycle. That creates a shame cycle. And then, and then they start getting down on themselves and all that. Then they got to go medicate that shame. We all, we medicate shame. And so, you know, when you just allow it to flow through, you know, and, and, you know, don't even let it become something, then, you can just you can let it flow. Now, obviously, there's a there's a fine line in there of, you know, do I just do stuff and then act like it's no big deal? No. But what I'm talking about, you know, when you're in that grocery store, or when you're at the gym, or when you're driving down the street, Starbucks, you know, when you know when somebody, you know, when she's running the other way or whatever, when she crosses in front of you, when she crosses that crosswalk while you're sitting there at that red light. I mean, come on. I mean, if we're real, that's that's when it happens, and you know, it's like, wow, okay, that happened, and you acknowledge that happened, and okay, I'm I'm a healthy man. I'm created that way. We are wired for that. I mean, that's not being broken. We are wired for that, and so when you can say, "Yep, I'm wired for that," and let it go. I mean, I'm wired for it, but I'm also, you know, I'm also a more evolved animal. And, uh, and so I don't have to go there. I don't have to stick with it just because I'm driven for that whole thing. But we are chemically, spiritually, physically, neurologically, psychologically, we're wired for that thing. So you're not broken because you're tempted, but a lot of people think they are. And that's, that's, that's not realistic. It's not realistic at all. Yeah. Being tempted is not, not committing the act. Right. Uh, letting it linger in your brain. I'm speaking from experience and you could too. And you let that linger. You let your eyes, you let your eyes stay there for longer than need be. That's when you're, um, you're letting that temptation kind of simmer and you're giving more thought to it and you start thinking on it and then the imagination can take over and that's when you start that path. And, um, so freedom then isn't being temptation free. No, not at all. Not at all. If you, if that is your expectation, then you're going to see yourself as a failure. And that is what a lot of guys have problems with is they see themselves as failure because they think I'm not supposed to ever want that. I mean, if I spend 30 years looking at pornography, can I expect within the next 30 years to not even have a flashback or not have a thought? Or I mean, pornography is the only drug you can do in your sleep. <laughs> I mean, it exists in, in, in your hippocampus. It, it exists in your brain's memory deep within your memory and oh by the way your brain never forgets anything everything you've ever seen everything you've ever heard is always in your brain and so it doesn't go away and so a lot of guys will think oh man i'm a failure or, you know i must not be free because no that's two totally different things two totally different things that journey to freedom is completely outside of it's completely outside of the experience of being tempted for sure so our work that we do is based on, and the name of this work is freeindeed36.com, by the way. And what is that from? Tell me more about that. What, freeindeed36? 36, specifically. I'm so glad you asked. That's a great question, man. When I actually, when I, when I signed my books, I put, I put my name and then I put a 36 in my, in my name. And that's it. And I do that so that it's purely selfish, but in a not-so-selfish kind of way. I do that so that people come up to me and say, what's the 36? And then when they do, I get to say, well, my favorite passage in the Bible is John 8.36. And John 8.36 is, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Hence the name of, of, of the class, hence the name of, of all this. And so 
So, yeah, I, I throw the 36 in there, for one, because the free indeed domain name was taken <laughs> and free indeed 36 was not um and nothing you know i mean it's been pretty cool to get the the twitter handle the i mean all that kind of stuff with the 36 on there because that's just not um and so uh so yeah the 36 comes in from john 836 so if the sun sets you free you'll be free indeed and that's the that's the core of it all it's about the sun capital s setting you free okay so i know we've been talking about it so I think we both agree that we're both set free. Uh, I was baptized. You were baptized. Uh, I heard you say just this evening, we're at an event here before we recorded this tonight, and you mentioned that uh, I wrote it down in my my notes that it wasn't a salvation issue for you. It was, um, I forgot what you said. It was a fill in the blank for me. I don't remember, man. I I wasn't even thinking when I, I kind of remember saying what I think you mentioned, but it wasn't. I mean, I was saved at the age of twelve. I mean, I, I saw I saw my first, you know, my my first pornographic video at the age of nine. So it wasn't an issue of salvation for me. It was a freedom issue. I mean, it was, you know, you can be saved but not be free. I mean, and and when you're saved, when you have salvation, yeah, that 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 might free you from the consequence of sin in terms of death and in terms of separation from God, but. That doesn't mean you. That doesn't mean you automatically live a free and easy life here on Earth for the rest of your life. So, so yeah. I mean, in terms of the difference between the two, a lot of people think, well, if I just get saved, or if I just, you know, believe in God or believe in Jesus, then I'm cool. And that's not the case at all. That's absolutely not the case at all. I mean, you know, there's. It, it, it's not just a faith issue, and it's not just a salvation issue. It's bigger than that. But at the same time. You know, Galatians five one says, you know, so I mean, it, it, the Galatians five one at its core is that you know it was for freedom that Christ set us free. It was for freedom. It could have said it was for righteousness. It was for salvation. It was for sanctification. It could have used any word in there, but it says it's for freedom. So, what's the purpose of Him setting us free for the notion of freedom? And and, and and so in terms of our lives, in terms of our, our, our choices, you can choose salvation. You can choose uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and be saved. And, okay, so you'll be in heaven, but how will you live for the rest of your life here on earth? And I think God cares as much about our life here on earth as he does our lives in heaven. Amen to that. Boom. Uh, so freedom, based on what we were just talking about, doesn't mean free from struggle no Mm-mm. absolutely not absolutely not uh, i don't i don't know yeah uh, the, the the two totally different things two totally different things and so i'm hearing that freedom a lot of this uh, a lot of what freedom is is about making good choices the making the best choice you can and i you know even that that that's where grace comes in Again, grace is another fine line kind of thing of, you know, how much grace is enough grace and how much what's cheap grace and all that kind of stuff. But but there's grace in that. Do the best you can. Effort is your responsibility. The results are up to God. But only you can measure effort. Only you can measure effort. Did you do everything you could? And I think, I, think, I mean, I'm not a theologian. I'm a freeologian. But I believe, you know, that, that when we get to heaven, did you do the best you could with what you had? Now, me growing up with, you know, the family dynamic that I had and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's not an excuse for anything. But at the same time, 
you know, some of us had a lot of things to overcome that other ones didn't. Did you do the best you could with what you were given? I mean, I think that's, you know, and then from that point, it's well done. Well done. Not perfect done. Not great done. Not awesome done. I mean, not temptation free done. Well done. Well done. Boom. I mean, that's, I think that's what it comes down to. Well done. Good job. Good job, brother. So I have a theory that freedom starts in the head. Oh. Is that accurate, you think? Completely. I mean, the greatest slavery is a slave mentality. I mean, that's where it all begins and ends. The greatest freedom is a freedom mentality. Yeah. But the greatest slavery is, is a slave mentality. When, it, when your identity is taken, when you take on the identity of a slave, then your master doesn't have to worry about you running away. You don't want to run away because your only identity is there as, as a slave. So it absolutely it starts in the mind. There's a prison mentality as well where people are more free in prison than they are outside of prison. Same thing. Because they need that, that, that structure, that identity. They need the, the, the uniform. They need the, all that kind of stuff. It's the slave mentality, the prison mentality, same thing. But it starts between the ears. Between the ears. I think that, you know, that, that slave mentality, man, that, that even though it starts in the head, it ends in the heart. And when it starts in the head in terms of your identity, then it, it ends in the heart in terms of your validation and your affirmation. And when you can have the, when you can set the tone, the thermostat in your brain, then that controls the temperature that, that burns in the furnace of your heart. Yeah. And that's all, that's all inside before, Mm -hmm. um, there's any manifestation of it on the outside. I was just Mm -hmm. at a seminar this or a workshop conference uh, this last week. I wrote down something because they highlighted a program that's happening with the, uh, San Quentin prison out in um, San Francisco area in um, the, their phrase, their tagline. And I wrote this down specifically because of thinking of this here, these guys are leaving prison before they get out. I love that mm-hmm. mentality because these guys are trying to understand that freedom starts for them first on the inside. It's not just the bars cement, you know, and the judge saying mm-hmm. you're clear. It's uh, they got to be free on the inside before they walk out of this prison or else they're going to just come right, right back. Um, mm-hmm. and so freedom has to start where it can't be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what in, in, in most cases of our lives, what we see on the outside is a manifestation of what's on the inside that goes for our, our physical health that goes for our financial health that goes for our spiritual health, our mental health, emotional health, relational health, all that kind of stuff that what we see on the outside is really what our baseline is on the inside. And so, you know, if you don't have it on the inside, you will never see it on the outside, period. I mean, there are people that are born filthy rich and they find a way to lose it and blow it all. And, and they, they just they never had it on the inside. And so they lose it or they never get it on the outside. And so absolutely, man, when, when you have that and, and that's why you can't be so consumed about where you when you when you're on that journey to freedom, you can't be consumed about the, the circumstances of life in terms of in terms of your winning or losing, you can't be, you can't be looking for the finish lines of freedom because you'll never get there. Freedom is, is, is a dream. And, you know, just, just like, just like, you know, Dr. King's dream. I mean, that, that dream is still on the journey, you know, 40 years after his death. I mean, we're still in the, in the process of that dream. And so, 
you know, it's one of those things that, that you have to, it has to begin on the inside, though it completely has to begin on the inside. Yeah. So uh, with each of our episodes, I want to make sure we end our episodes with um, just a word of hope around what we've been talking about. Uh, so today, of course, we're talking about uh, freedom. And as we finish up today, Kirk, what do you have for the guy out there who may not have some hope, who uh, they, see, they see freedom as across the street, around the block, on the other side of that mountain range, and it's not within their sight, and maybe they're losing some hope. What would you tell somebody who's in that place? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So the two are intertwined. And the core, the core uh, notion of faith is you don't have to be able to see it. I mean, ideally, faith exists when you can't see it. And so if you're hopeless, you, you, you almost have to have the mentality of, I'm going to keep going until I see it. Because, yeah, I, I've, you know, I've, I was hopeless sleeping in the back of my car. I mean, I was hopeless planning my suicide. I was hopeless, you know, getting divorced twice. I was hopeless, you know, y- you name it. I, I was hopeless in all of those situations. And now I look back, and by far things aren't perfect in my life. By far things aren't perfect in my life. But at the same time, I don't, I don't let my circumstances dictate the level of my hope. Because I don't have it, I'm more hopeful that it's coming. Because I just, I tend to believe that, you know, that if I keep going without quitting, that those things that I really want in my heart, those things that I really see in my dreams are coming. It's coming to me. So that hopelessness is just hanging on to the fact that it, it, it's coming, man. And, and you might only be a day away. Oh, by the way, every day I, when people ask me how I'm doing, oh, how do I feel today? My, my favorite phrase is BDE, best day ever. And then people say, why? Why do you say BDE? Why is it best day ever? It's the best day ever because I'm a day farther away from what I used to be and I'm a day closer to what I'm going to be. I'm not there yet. Maybe I'll never get there, wherever there is, but there is here. And here is closer than I was yesterday. <laughs> so that hopelessness, you know, that, that it's just temporary kind of thing. And if you just hold on long enough, if you just keep doing the work, if you keep grinding, you know, and if you do it, you know, smartly, I mean, then then it, it's coming. It's coming. You just got to wait to see it. It's like the next gray hair. If you live long enough, it, it'll, it'll come in there. Or some of us that have choice. heads of hair. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. If you ever see our profile pictures, you'll know what he's talking about. So um, you heard bits and pieces of Kirk's story as we were talking today, and we're going to unpack more of Kirk's story as we go along. Um, and I just uh, appreciate everybody who's listening to this for the first time. I sure hope it's made a difference for your life. If you're one of those guys out there who um, – don't feel that hope. Uh, stick with this. Uh, we're going to take you places, uh, and, and Kirk's going to share parts of his story, and me too. And we'll have people on this show as well that will uh, make a difference in your life. And so this is the Free Indeed podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.